But the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, with great power and stretched out arm, him shall you fear, and him shall you worship, and to trust him you do sacrifice. And the statutes and the ordinances and the law and the commandment which he wrote for you, you shall observe to do forevermore, and you shall not fear other gods. And the covenant that I have made with you, you shall not forget, neither shall you fear other gods, but the Lord your God ye shall fear. And he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. 2 Kings 17, 36-39 Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to sign up for the email list, uh, where you get access to a few things, including the first three uh, Hebrew for Beginner training videos. And uh, this is also where you go to support this podcast. It's 100% listener supported. Uh, We have no sponsors. Uh, So if you feel led to support this work, uh, please go to scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, I normally don't like to do back-to-back weeks of news headlines. I prefer... Uh, to spend our time doing uh, studies. Uh, that's kind of where my uh, skill set lies, and it's kind of where my passion lies. However, I just uh, I just feel compelled uh, to just talk about our need to pray for the people of China right now, um, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ who are in China, which, by the way, even with all the persecution... Uh, China still appears to be where one of the largest growing numbers of believers in Messiah are. And so we need to be praying about this coronavirus and just everything going on over there. And I saw this, I saw a troubling headline that I'll read for you right now. And this is up at the end of the American Dream.com. And it says China is literally dragging people out of their homes and sending them to mass quarantine camps. Uh, You know, this is becoming a terrible, absolute terrible situation. Uh, Let me just read a little bit of this. It says, How would you like to be dragged out of your home and shipped off to camp? Sadly, this is what is happening to countless numbers of Chinese citizens right now. Anyone that is sick, or maybe that has been in contact with anyone that is sick, is being rounded up and sent to mass quarantine camps. In some cases, people are literally being dragged out of their homes, kicking and screaming. If this virus was only about a dangerous, if this virus, if if this virus was only about as dangerous as the common flu, China would not be resorting to such draconian measures. Of course, once someone gets sent to a camp where they are surrounded by hordes of others who are infected. It is inevitable that that person will become infected too. So in a lot of cases, getting shipped off to one of these mass quarantine camps will essentially be a death sentence. We need to be praying for the people of China. Praying for our brothers and sisters in China. You know, one of my 
biggest complaints about the American church that I've observed myself is the lack of care for our brothers and sisters around the world. And uh, you guys remember me ranting about this in 2014, 2015, about our brothers and sisters in Christ who were in Syria. And the things that were going on there are still going on there. Uh, so allow me to go on a tangent for a second. You know, the scriptures talk often about you reap what you sow and how you treat other people and how you care about other people and care for other people will come back on you. Whether it be in this life or the next. You reap what you sow, the scriptures say. Jesus says, you know, Jesus has, there's a separation of the sheep and goats, right? And what is the cause of the separation? Well, the scriptures are going to tell us that it's because of what you did unto the least of these. You know, he says, when I was in prison, when I was hungry, and when I needed clothing, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, you helped me. And they said, when did we help you when you needed all these things? And he says, what you did to the least of these, you did unto me. Enter into paradise, right? And then on the left hand, he says, when I was hungry and I needed clothing and I was in prison and I was sick, you didn't visit me, you didn't help me. And they said, when did we not help you? And when were you in this situation? He says, what you did to the least of these, you did unto me. And they entered into judgment. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. They will be shown mercy. Of course, you have the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have done to yourself. And we should live this way, and it will come back in buckets one way or another. You know, it's just like the, you know, the principle of generosity. Generosity comes back. Why? Because it's just a biblical principle. Mercy comes back on you in the form of mercy from God. What does the scripture say? The measure in which you judge, you shall be judged. That should cause a lot of people who come to comment sections and lift themselves up with pride and arrogance. That should cause them to tremble. Moving back to the point. We should care about these things in our heart. We should care about our brothers and sisters, not just in our own backyard. Yes, in our own backyard, but not just in our own backyard, but around the world. We should, at the very least, be praying. So I personally have prayed this morning for people of China. Especially my brothers and sisters in Christ who are in China who might be dealing with these insane situations. It's bad enough that you have to you know, worship in fear, but now this nastiness that's going on. And so let's be praying for them and don't think in your heart, don't be so foolish as to think this could never happen here. There's a lot of things I remember people saying that'll never happen here that I was warning about 10 years ago. Maybe not 10 years ago, 2012, 2013. Many of those things have come to pass. And I was told, oh, it'll never happen in America. Don't be so foolish. So anyway, that is why I wanted to do this broadcast today. 
And by the way, I'm not lecturing you, the listener. I'm I'm complaining in a generality here about what at least appears to me, and maybe I'm wrong, what appears to be the posture of most Christians that I interact with. In most cases, people can't see, seem to be able to see past their own backyard, past their own immediate cares. They can't take the time to be grieved or to be concerned about what's happening to others. Moving on, let's check out a couple more headlines. This one's interesting. I'm not really going to read it. Uh, read the... Well, maybe I'll read a little excerpt here. It says there was an earthquake in Turkey and it turns rivers to blood. Recent earthquake in Turkey produced an unexpected replay of the first plague of Egypt as the river began flowing deep red. Ten days ago, a 6.8 magnitude earthquake rocked even rocked eastern Turkey, killing 41 people and injuring 1,600. The earthquake that was centered near Servrice, Turkey, also caused a series of aftershocks ranging from 3 to 5 in magnitude. Images of red water flowing into the river appeared on the internet soon after the earth stopped shaking. And there is a video, and it is blood red. Something that we've seen a lot over the years, I feel like. Over the recent years. I've seen many headlines like this. Another interesting headline, and we've been hearing a lot about this lately, is that Elon Musk wants to connect your brain to a computer this year. As awesome, in quotation, Neuralink Mindchip prepares to launch. I really do think that this kind of thing will play a role in the last days. I think this is why people will be unable as the scriptures say, to do any, to harm themselves, to do anything, you know, when the pit is opened up and the scorpions come out, or I guess the locusts, they have scorpion tails, they've given the, been given the power to torture men for five months, and it says the men will want to die, but will be unable to. I often wondered, well, how would they lack control of oneself? And of course, you know the mark of the beast, its forehead or right hand, of course. So we could, so many directions we could go with that. We could say, well, it's just symbolic. It just means an allegiance to the beast system. Could be a chip, could be a genetic modification. All these things are possible. Here's an idea. Stay away from allowing yourself to be chipped. And don't take any genetic modification there, you avoid it all right there. That's unbelievable. It says Musk has been developing the technology called Neuralink because he thinks humans must become one with machines in order to survive being replaced by artificial intelligence. He, his plan to save the human race. Well, yes, of course. We, we need to save the human race from artificial intelligence, which the human race is responsible for creating. I mean, had the Terminator movies like coming to become real one day? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I remember when I was a kid watching those movies thinking that is so far-fetched. 
Little did I know. Last July, Neuralink revealed plans to use lasers to shoot holes in skulls and feed threads of electrodes into the human brain. Oh yes, sign me up for that. It declared this was a potential way of connecting the human brain to machines. Oh goody. Seems like the more intelligent we get, the dumber we get, right? I mean, artificial intelligence, which most of us use every day, when you Google something, you're using AI, your phone possesses artificial intelligence, you you carry that around with you every day. You know, I said in one of the devotional videos, was it last week or the week before that? I think maybe it was the week before that, I, I said, you know, there's one thing that I wish didn't exist, and it's the smartphone. I wish that it didn't exist, that it was never created, because I feel like it's one of the, while it possesses so many great benefits to our lives, it has ruined our lives in so many ways. We have so much evil at the tip of our fingertips. Uh, Everyone is looking down, staring into a pane of glass, can't even walk across the street, can't drive a car, can't do anything without staring into a piece of glass. Everybody is consumed by it. Every imaginable filth that any wicked heart could desire is right there at your fingertips. It's, I wish it didn't exist, I really do. And I worked in the cell phone industry when when this came out. You know, I remember working uh, for a major, a very large telecommunications company Back in the year 2002, I think, so when I started for them. And the very first, you know, I remember the very first camera phone that came out. Okay, it was still a flip phone. It had a camera on it. And I remember thinking, this is stupid. Who would want a camera on their cell phone? And I ended up having record sales two months after that, selling that phone. I couldn't believe it. Um... And I remember the same thing when the BlackBerry came out and I thought, and text messaging became a thing. And even though I worked in the industry and I saw the customers every day, I thought, this will never take off. Who wants to type a message? Just call somebody. I remember thinking that. Little did I know. And of course, I adapted into all these things just as well. And I remember when the iPhone came out. People don't probably remember this. When the iPhone first came out, it didn't even have an app store. It was just a... It just had, you know, an iPod built into it, and it was a pane of glass, and it had the standard apps that came on it. And at that point, I knew it was over, you know, that this was going to lead to something crazy. And sure enough, here we are. And I could have never imagined, even working in the industry, what it would become. What artificial intelligence has become. So now when I see articles where they're talking about brain implants... I no longer have that ignorance to say, well, that'll never take off. That'll never happen. Of course it will. It absolutely will. People will be lining up to be enhanced because, after all, they've been watching their favorite superhero movies for the last two decades and how great it is to augment yourself with superpowers. I mean, people are so easily manipulated manipulated by media. This is why we have the hive mind in every country in the world right now. Because those who have the power, they know these things. 
And so they have manipulated culture, manipulated social constructs to where everybody just buy, you know, where the masses who are dumbed down by all these things just buy into everything. And then the few who see things for what they are and say, hey, this is not good. They are made out to be the crazy ones. They are made out to be the dangerous ones. This is the world we live in now. May the Lord Jesus come quickly and swiftly. May his mercy and grace be upon us. We need it. One last headline and I'll stop stop my ranting for this morning. Now this would be terrible. I would not be uh, I would not want to see this. Australian town on lockdown after bat plague of biblical proportions invades Queensland. Fires, hailstorms, dust storms, and now bat plagues of biblical proportions is filling the skies above Ing- Ingham, Queensland. And there are so many bats that locals are reporting that the local hospital's helicopter was not even able to land. And parents are afraid to send their children to school. According to the report from the Daily Star in North Queensland, they are calling this a colossal bat tornado. It just seems to me that every bat in Australia is now here. The mayor of Hitchinbrook Council, Raymond Jayo, told News Magazine. He went on to say there are four different species, and because they all have young at different times, there's hardly a window of opportunity when we can interact with these bats to try to move them on. And of course, the bats are a protected species, so they're allowed to plague cities, and no one can do anything about it. Interesting. Interesting. There's a lot of interesting little, a lot of interesting plagues going on. As a matter of fact, I just saw an update on the... Yes, locust plague. Remember, we talked about that last week. Another headline says, 360 billion locusts and growing a plague of biblical proportions is destroying crops across the Middle East and Africa. 360 billion locusts are eating everything in sight. The UN officials are warning that this plague, of course, they they love to use this word, biblical proportions, could get many times worse over the next several months. Desert locusts can travel up to 93 miles a day, and each adult can consume the equivalent of its own weight in food every 24 hours. These little creatures are traveling in absolutely colossal swarms up to 40 miles wide. Wow. And they continue to push into the new areas. If urgent action is not taking on a massive scale, millions upon millions of people could soon have next to nothing to eat. This is a strange year so far, is it not? Is 2020 not proving to be strange? Mm, It is. All right, friends. That's all I got for this morning. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been informed this morning, but let us not live in fear. Remember... Those who walk in the ways of God, they are protected from their enemies. That's what I just read to you to start this show. But the Lord your God you shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. 
the statutes, the ordinances, the laws, the commandments, which he wrote for you, you shall observe and do evermore, and you shall not fear other gods. Let us not walk in fear about these things, but instead let us pray and seek God's face and ask what would he have us to do in these times. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.